Hello, how's everybody doing? Today's, uh, today's, today's actual Chinese New Year? I don't know. Whatever. So it's like I did two podcasts in a row, which is a good thing, right? And I only want to say that because the previous episode, I was like, you know what? I'm still kind of angry, I guess. But it, it feels better. I think you could tell. I think you could tell it. It feels a little better today. Anyway, I'm gonna have a little Coke. Oh, not that Coke. I'm gonna have a can of soda. That was for you guys. Okay, so today I was, I had um, a little little quest to figure out um, how I felt about, about Chinese New Year. And I guess it's just a continuation of yesterday, but I don't, dude, I regret having that soda because I'm so fucking gassy. Hold on. Um, what I wanted to, to talk about was how much, how much like superstition and luck and fortune is kind of tied into the holiday of Chinese New Year. And there are things that I don't like. I don't, I don't subscribe to these things. I don't, I am not superstitious. Um, I, I, maybe it's this idea that we could kind of control our fate and control our luck and fortune and to have that control um, and to not just say, oh, you know, it's all just... It's all just fucking random and and unfair to think that we have control of that stuff. Maybe puts Asian people at, at I don't know, at, at peace. It gives them some kind of calmness about what they could do with their lives. And, and, and to say that it, life is not just unfairly um, or fairly or unfairly cruel. You know, because it's just, they don't care. They don't care what fucking race you are. Actually, that's debatable, Michael. Because um, Jewish people have had it tough. <laughs> for, and black people have had it tough. Um, yeah, you know what? I don't know shit anymore. Any, I'm just, I'm just fucking exploring things. Alright, going back to me personally. Michael Lamb, one person. My connection with or disconnection with Chinese New Year. It's um superstitious. I don't like that stuff. I think I think if superstition was real, then we should all we should all be back doctors because the the demand for back doctors would be insane because everybody knows you step on a crack, you break your mama's back. And there's so many fucking cracks that I've been stepped on, whether you know it or not. And for that reason, there should be a huge demand for for back doctors, specifically for mothers. I don't believe in the superstition. And and money is always weird. Money is like, it's it's strange to have financial goals, for, for at least for me, past a certain point. Past a point where like, this is a good living. I, I know it sounds a little naive or even idealistic, but who needs $30 billion? What do you need that for, sir or ma'am? What are you doing? That's, that's kind of how I see it, so... And then, Ronnie Chang put out that special on Netflix. Ronnie Chang, I think he's Australian, Hong Kong, something. He's on The Daily Show. And he revealed to me that Gong Shi Fa Tai or Gong Hei Fa Toi means I hope you get rich. And that pissed the fuck out of me. Because why is this culture so bent on making money? And, um, and that's just not, it's just not who I am. So... Honestly, yeah, that really does. It really does kind of like upset me. I, I think my, I, my, I know my cousins think it's funny uh, and they like repost it on 
on their Instagram story or whatever and I see it and I'm just like that's sad dude that's sad how obsessed maybe obsessed is too hard of a word but how consumed by money or the idea of money um, they are and maybe I'm speaking as someone who's always had money in his pockets you know and I've lived a fortunate life that way yeah I, yes that's true that's true but I'm pretty sure there are people who, who you could say were in the same boat and they still want a lot of money or if not, they want more, you know, so whatever, whatever. That's, that's why Chinese New Year is not really the holiday for me. It's, it's not other than the, the Chinese part, I guess. It's, yeah, and even like with red envelopes to see, like my family is, is actually really impressive. They came over as immigrants. They didn't have nothing. Um, and now I think, at least three of my aunties are, are like millionaires on my mom's side. Um, and we give out red envelopes. And these kids, like in this uh, this younger sub-generation of our family, they take red envelopes. And even me, I'm guilty of this shit too. They take it and they just say thank you and they walk away. Like they don't know what the fuck it means. And um, it, it's, so, it's so weird to see. It's so weird to see that. I don't think anyone's really at fault here. But it's strange to see and it makes this the it makes that part of the, the tradition feel cheap for me and i don't really want it i i like the red envelope part but like man you don't you don't need to be putting fucking 50 dollars in there dude that's man that's not good for me <laughs> like that, that's not good for these kids to just be like oh yeah we i don't know Every New Year's, I get fucking 50 bucks for no fucking reason, for not doing anything but showing up. Um, Alright, let's fucking move on. Yeah, Mike? Alright. I was also thinking about cultural appropriation. And this is also... Look, I, I did not want this podcast to go back into politics. But, but hopefully this is humorous enough. But I think cultural appropriation, it's... Yeah! <laughs> it's it's just weird it's weird can we just say that because i don't i don't i don't like i don't want to get people angry right and not because i don't like to get people angry but because i don't think the anger does any good i that's just the way i prefer to deal with things let's just talk about it let's just be realistic let's zoom out a little bit see what's really fucking happening here maybe i shouldn't have have, maybe i shouldn't have even cussed there but um hold on let me drink some more of this soda Is that weird? I'm sorry. Is it weird to... Oh, that smells. Um, To hear me drink? Or is that just another version of um, Darren's... What is that? Darren's commercial. What is... Darren, what was that thing that you wanted me to do in between? Darren's intermission. Is that an acceptable intermission, Darren? All right, fuck you. Okay. Um... I just want to say about a cultural appropriation. It's weird. It's weird that you find it necessary to do those things. To appropriate culture. It's... Let's just... Let's start with weird. And I think the most we're going to move towards is strange. Which is just a synonym for weird. So I don't, I'm not trying to... You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to get too deep into this. And I'm not trying... I just want... Maybe even silly. 
we got silly, weird, strange. So those are the three words that I might use interchangeably about this particular subject. Um, going back to that girl in some time ago who wore a chipow and a chipow. I'm not here. I'm not history channel for you, but a chipow is maybe like what you might consider a traditional Chinese dress. She wore a chipow. I wish it sounded cooler for the sake of this argument. <laughs> she wore a chipow for her prom dress and she's white. She's white and she wore a chipow. Chipow. She wore a chipow. That's what she did. She wore a chipow. And I think the comment was the popular. Should I look it up? The popular comment was my culture is not your prom dress. All right. All right. All right, sir. <laughs> Goddamn. All right, it's not her prom dress. You're right. Your culture is not your culture is your culture. Your culture is not her prom dress. Her prom dress is her prom dress, which happens to be a cheap pal. So everyone just calm down for a little bit. All right, just fucking relax, man. Just fucking. I know people don't like when you tell them to chill or relax or calm down, but, but, but I I run this show, so I get to say. All right. All right. Um, let's, let's try, let's try to, um, let's try to look at it from her point of view. I think, I think if you, if you like it so much, if you like that cheap house so much, right, you, you get to like it. You, you, to that's totally free. You don't lose any points for liking uh, something from someone else's culture. But it, it was prom season and you thought, um, Damn, I don't know. Do I want to go to fucking Windsor or Macy's or whatever the fuck girls do for their dresses nowadays? Um, no, those aren't cool enough. I want to wear a cheapow. Okay, but why, Susan? Yeah, just why don't you just stick to you? Why don't you just stick to the regular dress, man? You know what I'm saying? This is where it starts getting weird because I, I don't understand this choice. It's like you want to go to prom, but you want to wear like a, I don't know if there's a word for it, like a dress you might wear at a quinceanera. And I just like, hey, you're just being a little too much right now, lady. Um, just, just explain to me why. And if you're like, I was so moved by the cheap pal when I went over to China. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And it deserves to be seen at prom. All right, man, you seem really passionate about this and... I don't know why prom needs to be the, why you think prom is the appropriate stage for this. Or I guess if any, any stage is appropriate for how special you think that is. But shit. I mean, if, if you know so much about cheap house, like its history and all that stuff, and you really fucking love it. Um, I don't know. Go for it, I guess. I mean, you know, you know more about it than I do. And I'm fucking Asian. I, Go for it. It's it's gonna look weird though because it doesn't look necessary. It looks and 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 to be honest, people don't really trust white people's intentions sometimes. So it, you know, a lot of your peers, you know, make fun of the slanty eyes and stuff like that. But um, 
So we just we just don't know where you're landing, what your intentions are really with this. So it's weird, man. It's a weird look. Why would you do that? It's weird. It's strange. It's strange. For example, wouldn't it be weird if I went Wouldn't wouldn't it be fucking weird if I took a Confederate flag and I cut it up so that I could wear a fucking sheep how? Just like and I'd just go down to the south and it'd be like, what the hell is that even? <laughs> what the hell is even that? <laughs> what does he say? And I'd just be like, Papa Ching. <laughs> um fucking stupid ass. Mike, you're so dumb. But you know what I'm saying? It's unnecessary. It's weird. Even if I was like a live and die. I don't know. You know what I think actually? I think. Oh, dude. You know what I think? I think if I did that. If I cut up a Confederate flag. Not in a bad way. But sewn it up to make a three-piece suit. Or something like that. And I was an Asian dude. Wearing a Confederate flag three-piece suit. And I went down to the south. Right? Down to the whites. They would be like. Yeah, that looks good. Son. I don't know where you get that suit. But I want one of those. I think they have some kind of pride about it. I think to them it's not weird. Is what I'm, what I think I'm realizing. It's not. Ah, oh, so they don't even know that it's offensive. They just think that it's cool. Like fusion food. What if I took this kimchi and I put it in a taco? <laughs> then it's cool. It's weird, man. You're trying to. All right. Yeah. I'm saying we don't have to get mad. I'm still saying it's weird. I'm still saying it's weird. That's my fucking thesis, really. Wait, but but going back, going going back to yeah, that's the girl side, and now we gotta look at the guy side and and what he said about the culture. And then the, the for the guy that's like your culture, our culture is not your. Um, well, not everything. I I don't think not everything people do is is to to represent somebody's culture. You know what I'm saying? Like if you had a, had a skateboard, if you had a skateboard, skateboard's got its own like subculture, you know? And you, I don't know. I don't, th for someone who, who, who lives and dies by skateboard culture to see you wearing fucking vans, you know? Like what the fuck, man? You don't fucking know how to do a fucking ollie trick flip, bro. Get the fuck out of those shoes. You see what I'm saying? It's like, it's not that, it's not always that intense. Ooh. It's not, it's not always that, that deep. That's what I, that's kind of where I'm at. But it is weird. It is weird, lady. Why did you want to wear that? I still think it's fucking weird. And then we go over to like the Mahjong. Um, the Mahjong set. And then these women um, thought, what did they say? I'm gonna look it up. Hold on. Alright, so there's some of these white ladies, they took they took a mahjong set. They took a mahjong set and then they put their own little pictures on there. So instead of a... I don't, I don't even fucking know, man. I don't even fucking know what's on the mahjong set. I was gonna say, instead of a dragon, they put a dragonfly. But I don't even know if there's a real dragon on the mahjong set. But... <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so, so people got pissed about it. I think, like, what was it? Uh, let me see. They said... It was... It was billed as these sets, priced between three twenty-five and four twenty-five dollars, were billed as "quote unquote" not your mama's mahjong set, which is true. It's not. It does not look like my mom's mahjong set, only in shape. Um, but 
Okay, okay, okay. All right. I think this lady says it really nicely. Um, I don't think I need to get into her name, but she said, My Chinese Canadian immigrant parents did not fight racism and microaggression in Canada for uh, the company name, the Mahjong Line, a white and female led company, to not even do the bare minimum to respect the historical significance of Mahjong. All right. I don't know why she needs to say female led. The white part, I kind of get. <laughs> the female led, I don't think it matters if it's female or male led. Um, but she's saying the company is not doing the bare minimum to respect the historical significance of Mahjong. What is the historical significance? And and how do we get to a point where we're, we are no longer respecting it? And how do we respect it? Because it's still called Mahjong, right? But it's it's a, a variant of it. And so when we when we create variants of things, are we therefore disrespecting it? And that's really like that's a real that that ar argument and that mm, that predicament is it's so prevalent in so many things. I think with jazz is is what I know it to be like how jazz has evolved, and you have people that are kind of like jazz truest, or I think that's the term, um, who only like to stick to one era of jazz and whatever is new. They're like that's not real jazz no more. Um, I don't know why I I did that that way. But um, but are we disrespecting it, or are we just are we just fighting the inevitable that things change, that cultures change, that that countries change, that people change, societies change? Okay, I'm not. I, I want to be clear. I'm not making a defense for for them for the quote unquote appropriators. I just want to take a look at like what are we really getting so riled up about? What is it at its core and, and is it necessary? I'm not saying they get a free pass. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying we don't have to react the way we react. Because if you think that Mahjong is supposed to be some... Look, for most people nowadays, Mahjong is a recreational game that originated in China, right? They play it as a game. They don't play like... When they play, they're not fucking going back in time and we're like, this is how we, they used to play this shit. You know, like... You don't, you don't fucking get a fucking kutong and you play that shit in the back. You know what I'm saying? It's just a game, even to Chinese people. It's a game. And and why does it, why does, this person makes it seem as if, if the game is to be played, it must hold on to its, its ability to represent China in the way that it's always done forever and ever and ever. Right? Like, it's not, it's not Mahjong's job to to do that stuff, to hold on to history. Yes, I get I get the symbolism and that it's a it's kind of like this artifact, but also it's not an artifact. You know, it is both just a game and an artifact. Um, but if but they're not taking away our traditions. I think that's what I'm trying to say here. They're, that that girl, she's not putting her, our culture on her body. She's not. We we have that. We hold on to our culture. What they do with it, it's not what we do with it. But it, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't equate, it's not one for one in that way. And if we think that we're losing our traditions, it's well documented. We can go back and we hold on to those things. And yes, there's a fear that, you know, as we continue to move on with like progress, then how, 
how can we hold on to old traditions? And there's this, there's this ongoing battle all the time, no matter where you are, of like tradition versus progress. And which one do you want to keep around? And which one is more important? Yada, yada, yada. But I'm telling you that, that you can try to mitigate change and you can try to find the right tempo in which change should occur. Because I honestly don't think that change should happen. Um, that there's, a, there's, a, there's an appropriate speed for it. Too much change is bad um, or it's hard to maintain. You're left with like so many things that are, are just unrecognizable that you kind of you might lose your identity, but also that change is inevitable, man. And and yes, as we as we move through time, we're going to lose sight of old old religions, old um, old customs, old languages. Like that stuff goes out, and it sucks. It fucking sucks. I think when I first heard about like endangered languages back then, I was like, that, damn, that sucks. What are you going to do? Are you going to create a community of like four people that decide to speak this language fluently and, and, and for them to, to be responsible for holding that language and keeping it alive? That's, that's a lot to ask of. If you're worried that they're taking away our traditions, you don't have to be. You, you, you get to hold on to them. You get to go on Amazon and say, I want to buy a Mahjong set, but traditional. You know, you get to do that. White people are going to be white people, man. <laughs> I'm saying we don't have to be angry. You might not agree with me. You might be angry with me. I'm saying you don't have to be. <laughs> um, but going back to, I guess, to be a little more self-reflective. Am I disrespecting my parents? That's funny, huh? It's like, I don't do the whole Chinese New Year bit, right? And I don't think my parents would be like, oh, we didn't, we didn't immigrate here. He didn't even talk like that. But he doesn't say to me like, we didn't immigrate to America so that we could lose our traditions. Okay, sure you didn't, but you came to America to live what you thought would be a better life, right? And in removing someone or, or, or birthing someone outside of their, their, the community that you wanted him to be a part of, then naturally, like, Mike's not going to be as Chinese or Vietnamese as you want him to be, right? He's in an American environment. It's, things are going to change. And, I don't, and it's not my intention to disrespect anyone, but this is, these just aren't my values. And if you feel disrespected by that... I'm sorry, but I don't know how to convince you if you don't understand what I'm saying. If you don't, if, if what I just said doesn't click with you, it's not my intention. I'm not trying to disrespect you, but I see things differently. And aren't we allowed to kind of make progress and just live the lives that we kind of want to live if it doesn't offend anyone, I guess. Or even if it does offend someone, it's not hurting anyone. Are you hurting anyone by changing the tiles on a mahjong thing? Alright, it's weird. You know what I'm saying? But it's weird. And even so going back to this mahjong thing, it's like... Uh, I think you you women may have had a great idea. You guys came together for like a book club. And then you guys were like... Oh, Brando, why don't you try out this Mahjong game that I picked up in China two years ago? And then they play Mahjong and they're like, Oh, Stacy, wouldn't it be cute if we just did dragonflies instead of dragons? Um, 
and and you know that you got you guys got all the money for to start up your own little company it's like you did it i think there's something cool about that right like that's that's really is what the entrepreneurial spirit is like is just coming up with new ideas so there's nothing wrong there it's just yeah i don't i don't think i guess when i do it's at some from some perspective it might seem exploitative right like you're taking an idea and which stemmed from somebody else's culture it's a little sensitive when it's somebody else's culture right it's not just it's not just like a chair. Oh, look at this chair. But if only it had cushions, we should add cushions on the chair. Yeah, that's fine. I don't think you're hurting anyone. But so it, I'm just saying if if you know that it's a sensitive subject, then it gets weird for me to think that you felt so compelled to do something about it and make it your own. But in terms of in terms of making things your own, I don't know. Look, I don't really have an answer here for you guys or for myself. I just know that these are two clashing ideas. It's people that are inspired by things. At least I'm, I know I'm, I know this is like a very optimistic lens. But I, I would rather have the optimistic lens than the pessimistic lens. And you might call me a fool, but I can't fucking hear you because this is a podcast. Oh, but then I was... Um, I guess I'll just leave it there. What I said to... I was talking to Louise about this. And... What did, what did we say? Louise said she has a lot of Filipino pride. That her mom was a huge advocate for Filipino culture and entertainment. And that her mother had done so much for the Filipino-American community. Up until she was exposed to Filipino club in college. And she's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> um, Alright. Alright. Okay. So, if you grew up with it. If you grew up with a certain part of this culture, right? I said to her, if you grew up with it, then it's a part of your identity and it's who you are and you should hold on to that, that stuff. Um, it's, it's who you are. It's, it's, it's a part of your life. It's a part of how you navigate the life, the, the life that you have. So I think that's important. And to see people kind of, people that don't, didn't grow up with it, kind of tell you what it is. That can be kind of jarring. Not, not fun to say the least, right? Um, I said, okay. I guess the big part of it is, if I loved Filipino culture, I still need to be cognizant of the fact that it was not a part of my upbringing. Yeah, yeah. I was I introduced Filipino culture into my life, so my identity is now is not now that I'm Filipino, but that I am a person who had added Filipino culture to be a part of my life, but I am not rooted from it. I still need to have as much as I try not to be like an outsider I still need to be aware that I am in some way an outsider and that I will never be a part of that group and so it's it's not a bad thing I don't think that's a bad thing I think it's it's quite objective yeah and so I'll, I'll never have the same rights as the other people there are a lot of American movies though about how white people um, go into ethnic communities and to become like the savior <laughs> so maybe that's where all these people get these ideas i think there's a movie with like jared leto where he like joins the yakuza and then and then he like climbs the ranks and then someone else in the yakuza was like wait but that's he's not even japanese <laughs> and, and i think there's a movie with another japanese american movie with with tom cruise called like the last samurai and he becomes like the most important samurai 
And then someone's like, wait up, but it's not even Japanese. <laughs> so I think maybe white people think that they could do that. That like, oh, if we just show our loyalty to some group and chop our, our fingers off, then, then we could climb the ranks in someone else's community. But I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. It's it's unnecessary. You have your own community. You just go focus on that. I don't understand why you have to come over here. That's weird to me. It's weird, man. It's fucking weird to me. To me. To Michael Lamb. To me. It's weird. And I think if you want to, like, another thing was like, if you want to, if you want to support our culture, you can support our culture. You can donate to, like, the Japanese Museum of Art in LA or whatever. But don't come to like an event wearing a kimono because it just doesn't make sense. And it's, it's so weird. It's weird. You know that people are seeing you. <laughs> that is your intention, is it not? For people to see you. And then they will ask and then just, but why? Why did you find this to be necessary? Why could you not just wore what you wore? What you bought from Ann Taylor last week? Just why you like this? You honestly, the people that support in silence, you know, that have little special meetings, you know, without the public eye. Those people are pretty cool, <laughs> you know? They're like, hey, I like what you guys are doing here with that art stuff. I think it's important that we continue to display this blue Japanese wave. I don't know why Japanese is such a big part of this episode, but, you know, I like these waves. And people should get to see them. People should get to enjoy them the way I enjoy them. And if you need money to make that happen, I will support. Yeah. But then, you know, love it on your own time. Love it personally. That's, I think that's great. Why do you need to prove to everyone that you're so big on Japanese culture? That's, that's strange to me. What are you trying to prove? And why does that, why do you feel like that needs to be proven? That's weird, huh? Stop doing that. Oh, la just fucking last idea before I head out. I fucking promise. It's like, this might be a plus side to VR. I think if like you're trying to really experience what it's like to wear this outfit and live the life of a 1960s geisha, or I don't know the fucking time, put on this VR headset and you could do it in your own fucking privacy. <laughs> so you don't gotta fucking be weird in public. All right, that's my fucking time. That's half an hour. Thank you guys so much, dude. Thank you.